Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Dallin Haas, a financial planner serving you guys as federal employees, giving you the answers you need to retire confident. Today, we're talking about returning to work. That's right. Let's say you retire. Let's say you are a first federal retiree and you say, wow, once you get retired, hey, maybe I want to do some part-time work or maybe I want to, you know, do this business or maybe I want to actually return and take another federal position, right? Maybe, maybe you're more bored than you thought you would be or whatever it is. And who knows what retirement's going to be like for you. Some people leave their job and never want to work another day of their life. And that's wonderful. But some people say, hey, I want to do something, whether they want some extra cash or they just want something to engage them and to have a job to fulfill them in that way. So we're going to talk about the ramifications of doing any of these, whether it's part-time job, private sector job, returning to the federal government. What is that going to do to your benefits and the things that you have to know to be prepared? So we're going to break this down into two sections. First, if you go work in the private sector and then if you return and work for the federal government because the, the differences can be huge, huge. So we're diving right in. So if you go work in retirement, there's really a couple of things you have to know. And first, okay, this section, I'm going to talk about working just in the private sector. So you go out, get a job, not with the federal government. So the biggest thing you have to worry about when working outside the federal government in retirement, when you're already receiving a pension, potentially your first supplement, potentially, potentially social security, let me talk you through it. So your first supplement, now if you're not familiar with that, I've got an ultimate guide on that. I'll link it below. Basically, it's a supplement payment if you retire before 62 and you retire with an immediate retirement, a full retirement. You can get the supplement payment. For most people, it's anywhere from $900 to $1,300 every single month just to supplement them before they could start Social Security at 62, right? So what happens though, let's say you retire at 57. You have your pension. You have your first supplement. Maybe you go work another job. Maybe you take a part-time job, whatever it is. Well, guess what? Your first supplement can be reduced the moment you start making more than the earnings limit. Now, for 2022, it's just about $20,000 right in there. So if you go out and take a part-time job, it wouldn't take very long to make more than $20,000. And once you start doing that, then your first supplement is often reduced. And the rule of thumb is once you start making mm, between $50,000, $60,000, your first supplement is probably going to be completely gone. That's kind of the rule of thumb. It depends on on exactly what your first supplement is and things like that. But that's the rule of thumb is once you make over that, your supplement is completely gone. Now, one nuance here. If you are a special provisions employee, you actually can retire earlier than your minimum retirement age, so earlier than 56, 57. So let's say you're a special provisions, you retire at 50. Well, you actually get the first supplement starting then and it goes all the way till 62. For you, the first supplement can only be reduced once you hit your minimum retirement age. So from age, let's say you retire at 50, from age 50 to 57, if 57 is your minimum retirement age, your first supplement won't be reduced no matter what type of work you do. No matter how much money you earn uh, in the private side, it won't be reduced. So that's crucial to understand. But once you hit your minimum retirement age, that's when these earnings limits come into play where, hey, if you earn over certain limits, the supplement goes away, right? So that's something you have to keep in mind that you have to understand what your benefits are going to do if you go out and take a job. Now, this also applies, the same earnings limit applies if you go start a business and earn income from there, it applies. So the other thing that might be affected 
is if you start Social Security before your full retirement age. Now, I throw around full retirement age and minimum retirement age a lot. I say that so those a lot. Your minimum retirement age, again, is between 56 and 57, and that's for your federal benefits. Your full retirement age is for Social Security benefits, and for everyone, it's right around 66, 67 for most people. Okay, so you have to understand what I'm saying when I say full retirement age, which is for Social Security, and minimum retirement age, which is for your pension and your federal retirement. So if you take your Social Security before your full retirement age, so before 66, 67, and you're working. So let's say you retire at 60, at 62, you start your Social Security benefits, and you're still working a part-time job. Well, guess what? Again, your Social Security can be reduced just like your first supplement. In a very, very similar way, there's an earnings test. You earn over about 20000 for 2022. Your Social Security benefits can be reduced. So you have to understand that. So if you are going to be working before, before your full retirement age, then you may want to think about not taking Social Security right away because you don't want to get it just reduced anyway. So those are the big things to think about if you're just working out in the private sector. But now let's jump to what if you return to work for the federal government after you've retired as a first federal employee. If you return back, whether it's work, part-time or full-time position, whatever it is, what does that do to your benefits? Because often it makes a big, big difference. So there's really three different options when it comes to returning to work for the federal government and three different things that could happen depending on what type of position you had and what type of retirement you went out on before. So number one, sometimes when you retire from the federal government and you're getting a pension, right, you get a monthly check for being retired. If you left the government on something like a disability retirement or some sort of forced retirement where you're like, hey, you had to leave for various reasons, then often when you return, then they say, oh, you're not disabled anymore. Okay, perfect. We're going to take away your pension and you're just going to get your normal salary. And then once you retire again, they're going to re reallocate everything or recalculate everything based on your new years of service and everything like that. So that is option number one. And that is often, the, often for those that were forced out, whether it's disability retirement or some other version of that, that they their pension actually goes away when they return to work and it, it gets recalculated later once they retire for good. But the second option that I'm about to talk about right now is probably one of the most common. And that is, let's say you, you went out on a normal retirement, not disability, not, nothing like that. You went out on a normal retirement, normal pension, normal everything like that. Well, guess what? If you return to work for the federal government and you take a full position and you're paying into the retirement system and the whole, whole deal, well, guess what? Your salary is going to actually be reduced by how much your pension is paying you. So your pension is not going to change, but your salary is going to be reduced based on how much your pension is paying you. Okay. So what, what does that mean? Well, let's say your pension is 30 grand and your salary would be a hundred grand. Well, they're going to reduce your salary to 70. So it all adds up to about a hundred grants. So you have to plan for that. Sometimes you can't double dip. Sometimes you can. I'll talk about that in just a second. But often you can't double dip. Now, let me, what, this is what happens though. So if you work about a year as a re-employed annuitant, as they call it, basically what happens is if you work at least a year, they're going to calculate. And once you actually retire for good, you could get a supplement pension, basically an extra little something 
for working longer and paying to the, into the retirement system a little longer. So that's number one. But if you work for an additional five years as a reemployed annuitant, then they're going to actually recalculate your pension completely once you retire for good so that it's going to be bigger, right? Because if you worked an extra five years, you came back, worked an extra five years, then your pension, once they recalculate everything, is going to be bigger. So that, that is a nice perk. But again, while you're working, they're often going to just lower your salary so it all evens out and it, it takes into account for your pension. So you have to understand that if you are looking for a position in the federal government, you have to ask them, okay, what type of position is this? Is it one that is going to reduce my salary based on my pension? Or is it the third option that we're going to talk about right now? And that is there are some positions, whether it's intermittent or whatever, where you're not getting the full benefits of being a federal employee, like you're not going to pay into the TSP, you're not going to have the normal insurance and things like a, a federal employee would, but hey, you're retired. You often already have those insurance through your retirement, right? So often you don't need it. And in that case, you're just going to get a salary and your pension is not going to be touched. So basically, you're not paying into the retirement system anymore. You're just working almost as a contractor, almost, but you are officially employed by the government. And in that case, hey, then your pension doesn't, isn't affected and your salary isn't affected. So if that's what you're trying to do to try to double dip, then that is the sort of position you're looking for. Now, here's the deal. You want to make sure when you're looking for a position that you, that you ask the questions, of, okay, how is this going to work for my benefits? And they'll be able to walk you through, okay, this is the type of position that we're going to have to lower your salary based on your pension, whatever your pension is. Or they say, hey, no, basically, you're not going to get any benefits of being a federal employee. Um, for example, TSP, all the insurances you would get as a federal employee. But guess what? You're retired. You probably have access to all those things already. We're not going to touch your pension and you're going to get your full, full salary. You have to clarify with them what type of position it is and how it's going to affect your benefits. Because it depends. It depends on the agency, what position it is, and how they have to structure it. So, again... If you work for the private sector, watch out for the reductions, right? And even if you work for the federal government, you got to watch out for the reductions as well. Whenever you earn income from a job or business, watch out for the reductions, okay? But if you do work for the federal government, what position is it? What are they going to do to your benefits in the meantime while you're working? And is that how you want to do it? So I hope that was helpful. If you have any other questions, um, there's a bunch of links below. And please comment below if you have any questions. I try to get back to you as quick as I can in the comments. I can't get to everyone, but I will certainly do my best. So have a great rest of your day and we'll talk soon.